23 running back preview episode it will be part one i'm going to be running through the top eight running back prospects in the 2023 class currently on the rookie big board there are 20 final running back evaluations so i'm going to save the final 12 for a part two episode the thought process here is i'd give you the eight highest ranked most significant it is in order of ranking but this running back class is deep. That's going to be a characteristic of the class. You're going to hear me talk about that a lot. And I want to make sure that you have a full scope of the class as well. So couldn't just give you the top guys, but I wanted to make sure I had enough time to really dig into every player here. As we go through this episode, you're going to see me reading off of my notes here on the side. All those scouting notes are available and rankings over 125 rookies currently ranked over at patreon.com slash the FF educator folks for just $3 a month. You have to check it out. There is no more in-depth fantasy football specific rookie content out there. It's all the way updated all the way through declarations, portal, bowl games, combine, everything. We keep it up to date. Let's go ahead and jump into it here with running back one. Now I want to mention here before I talk about all these running backs, it is of course, December. Things are going to change over the course of the next few months, but as it stands right now, and I don't expect this one to move around at all, is Bijan Robinson running back one here. Starting with his background, 6-0-215, former five-star prospect. Bijan Robinson has been the dude, and quite frankly, the top candidate for running back one here for a couple of years in this 2023 class. I have his projection as a future running back one for fantasy football, which means I expect him to be a top 12 producer Pretty quickly here, if you compare where I rank him to some of the past classes, I'm ranking Bijan over Najee Harris, who was my running back one a couple years back. I'm ranking him over Kenneth Walker, who was my running back one last year, over Brees Hall, who was my running back two last year. I'm expecting in a super flex draft for him to have an ADP of 101 to 103. And the only reason that I put that range on there is because there may be some folks that want to push up either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. However, not for me. And I'm normally the person in super flex leagues who advocates bumping up uh, quarterbacks because of that value. Not this time. Bijan Robinson, 101, even in super flex leagues. I do expect him to be a top 20 NFL draft selection. And that is not a range that I assign to the running back position lightly. I understand the NFL does not value running backs, but if you look at Najee Harris, I believe he went 25. It was mid-20s a couple years back. I have Bijan Robinson as a higher value than that. Not quite as high as maybe Saquon Barkley went, but in that early teens range, I could absolutely see a team jumping on this dynamic prospect. So why? Why are we so interested in Bijan Robinson, right? If you look at his tape here, you're going to see right off the bat really elite lateral agility. I don't like to use the E word a lot, so I save it, but I put it on paper right here for you. Elite lateral agility for Bijan Robinson. And here's the kicker. Here, if nothing else, if you take nothing else away from this episode, understand that Bijan Robinson is a 
top level pass catcher, not a top level running back that could catch, catch the ball. He is a top level pass catcher. He will rival in terms of route running ability, in terms of ball tracking ability. He will rival some of the mid-level wide receivers in this class. And that is not a knock on the mid-level wide receivers in this class. It's to emphasize the fact that in PPR leagues, Bijan Robinson has a easy path to being the running back one overall. Now, I'm not saying that year one he's going to get there, but if you look at him on paper, the skill sets that he's putting out there, it's exactly what we need from a future running back one overall for fantasy football purposes. He is explosive. He bursts off the snap. He gets into that second level of the field quickly. Seeks out contact. All right, he's 6.02.15. His body is going to hold up in the NFL. He's physical. He wants to seek out that contact. You know, you, I talked about his elite lateral agility movement, right? I talked about his great pass catching ability. Sometimes those guys, uh, to a fault, will be will want to be too elusive. Will want to make guys miss too often, right? Uh, so I'll use Saquon Barkley as an example. And I'm not trying to knock on Saquon Barkley, but where he struggled in the past, you could sometimes see he's not interested in getting physical. He's interested in working his space, and for good reason. He's very elusive. It works for him, uh, but at times it makes him look like an indecisive runner behind the line. Of scrimmage. Bijan Robinson attacks the hole. He's decisive. He seeks out contact and he's willing to be physical here. He holds up well in the Big 12. I think he'll hold up well at the next level. My fantasy football comp for Bijan is Christian McCaffrey. Now, when I do fantasy football comps, I'm trying to give you a stylistic comp, yes, to a degree, but I'm really trying to help you think about their fantasy football specific value. So the reason I did Christian McCaffrey is to emphasize the pass catching ability. That's the type of upside that Bijan Robinson comes with. And McCaffrey as well is willing to get physical. He's willing to engage a little bit more in between the tackles as well. So Robinson, really well-rounded. You look at some key stats over the past few years, over 3,400 rushing yards and 800 receiving yards in his career. Now, he hasn't been used overly, uh, you know, he's not like a Jonathan Taylor back, right? I think Taylor came out with nearly a thousand carries. That's not the level of usage he's had. Texas has had other running backs they've been able to offset Robinson's workload with. We'll talk about one of them in the part two episode. 60 receptions, that's a great number for a running back. 33 rushing touchdowns, eight receiving touchdowns, over 40 career touchdowns. And by the way, folks, the Texas Longhorns offense over the past few years has looked not great. Right. It is an offense that have struggled to consistently produce, but Bijan Robinson has been the key cog in this offense over the last few seasons. I'm excited about Robinson for fantasy football purposes. Like I mentioned at the start, compare him across the last few classes here. You have to go back to Saquon Barkley in order to get a prospect that I think has the same level of fantasy football hype coming out. And for very good reason, let's get into running back two here. This is where you could start, you know, mixing it up, get a little bit of disagreement here across the fantasy football community. Currently my running back two is Jameer Gibbs, the running back out of Alabama. Jameer Gibbs, also a five-star prospect coming in at 5'11-200. Jameer Gibbs initially played for Georgia Tech here. After the first few seasons at Georgia Tech, he transferred and did one season at Alabama. Quite frankly, the Georgia Tech tape in general probably would have been good enough to propel him into this similar status. He's somebody the Devi community has had their eyes on for a while, but it certainly does not hurt that we got a full season of Alabama tape on him. I also project him to be a future top 12 fantasy football running back. I have his ADP projection for rookie drafts at 103 to 105. That's pushing him down a little bit right for that quarterback conversation I had earlier. 
You also think that you're going to have folks with that 104 pick start to compare. Do I want a wide receiver like Jackson Smith and Jigba or Jordan Addison? Or do I want to go for my running back too? A lot of folks will probably end up with Jameer Gibbs there, but there will be some candidates to push him. And we'll, of course, talk about those guys next. In terms of his tape here, we're talking about an explosive athlete. All right, emphasize that word athlete because he looks very, very athletic moving around the field. Jameer Gibbs is the type of guy where you watch enough of his tape and things just stop surprising you, right? You start off watching his tape and you're like, I cannot believe he made that guy miss. I can't believe he made that defender bite. And by the time you're on game four, you're like, yeah, that's just what Jameer Gibbs does. Part of that is his sharp footwork. All right. He works really well. He's light on his feet. He gets defenders to bite. Uh, there's this one play that's sticking out of my head. You go and watch his Tennessee tape and it's a goal line run. The defenders kind of got him sealed off and he just totally breaks him with that that footwork. Uh, it's really impressive there coming from Gibbs, a straight line burner. He's going to test well at the 40. I don't think he's going to be the fastest running back at the 40, but once he gets into that second level, boom, it's gone. He's a home run threat. And that's a key piece of fantasy football, right? I think it's something that we undervalue at times is what's that explosive playability. I remember it was something I really liked about Travis Etienne coming out a few years ago. You know that if Jameer Gibbs can get to the second level, it doesn't matter whether he's at you know, the 20 yard line or his own 20 yard line, he can get a touchdown if he's able to get into that second level because he has that type of explosive breakaway speed. Always elusive, right? Very nice tape, really consistent tape. And that elusive, even in the Georgia Tech offense, right? Even when that offensive, you know, it's easy. A lot of folks say, oh, okay, you know, Alabama, you're running behind one of the best offensive lines in the country. Of course, you're elusive. Of course, you're making guys miss. Of course, you're finding gaps. Folks, go back, watch some Georgia Tech tape, okay? What he had to work with there was not conducive to a, a top running back prospect here. Sticky hands, another great pass catcher. So in a little bit different of a way, I think he can produce as a PPR type option, which is my fantasy, which is why my fantasy football comp for him is Alvin Kamara. Now I will say this is a pretty chalk comp. I didn't get super creative with this one, but I'm not somebody who's going to pull a comp out of, you know, thin air just to be different. The, the Alvin Kamara comp makes a lot of sense. 5'11", 200. I do expect him to get drafted higher than Alvin Kamara. I have him in the 20 to 50 overall range for NFL draft purposes. Now, before we jump on to the next guy here, I want to emphasize for folks, if you're watching along on YouTube, feel free to drop a comment. Let me know what you think about my rankings. All right. I actually really appreciate being able to engage back and forth. You have this guy too high. You have this guy too low. And by the end of this here, I told you we're going to do eight. And there's some really good players that will not make the cut this episode. Drop it in the comments. Let me know who you're salty about. And I'll let you know whether or not we're going to cover them in the next episode. All right, jumping on here to my running back three, it's going to be Zach Evans. I think Zach Evans may end up the best running back value out of this draft class. I didn't say the best running back. I said the best running back value. Now, if you compare across classes, which is what I like to do because I think it helps you get an idea of the value of your rookie draft selections, I have Zach Evans currently rated at the same place that I had Brees Hall in May. So post-draft, where Brees Hall got a little bit of a bump because I liked his volume-based landing spot, I had Brees Hall uh, at an 8-1 in the rookie big board scale, 
which again, you don't need to know that number, but I currently have Zach Evans as an 8-1. So these guys are pretty comparable here. My running back three in this class compared to my running back a two in the last class, and then Kenneth Walker was just slightly above Brees Hall. So you can really say that Zach Evans, the running back three in this class, is at that same level of Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall. You know, the guys that you probably thought of as one and two in last year's draft class, regardless of what order you put them in. Now, Zach Evans, I have projected as a future running back one or two, right? So I'm I'm putting him in that running back 12 to 18 overall range. And I should emphasize here for folks who might not be familiar with the rookie big board. That means what he's going to do consistently after a few seasons, right? I'm not saying he's going to come out and be the running back 13 overall, but as he kind of settles into his fantasy football value season in and season out, where is he going to land? And I think he's going to land in that 12 to 18 range, which is certainly still a super valuable range. Have a super flex ADP projection at 106 to 110. So we're starting to get into the mid first round. And that's why I'm telling you, I think he's going to be a huge value because I'm projecting him to be available maybe with the 106 and 107. And what did I just tell you? I told you he was the same value as the 101 last year this is part of the reason that i've been hyping up this draft class depth is the other reason i do have him as a top 50 nfl draft selection as well so i expect him to go in a pretty similar range as jameer gibbs coming in here at 511 195 a former five-star prospect i think folks forget about this because he had a little bit of a rocky recruitment so uh, if you're not familiar, I'll try to give you the 10 second version of Zach Evans's recruitment. He's expected to go to Georgia again, top running back prospect. If you're a top running back prospect, Georgia is really the destination, uh, allegedly or apparently enrolls at Georgia ends up not working out there before he even gets there. There's a little bit of drama with his high school football playoff team and a little bit of conduct issues and maybe grades. But for whatever reason, he asked to get released from Georgia. He goes around, he does other visits. He visits Old Miss. He visits Tennessee. He ends up going to TCU to start. TCU was close to home and it was very late in the process. I think it was like July or August by the time he finally enrolled at a school. So he ends up being at TCU for two years, is very productive, very efficient, was never a high-volume guy, and then transfers to Ole Miss this year and puts on a really good year before getting injured towards the end of the season. So when you're putting that all together, key stats here, 1,900 rushing yards, about 300 career receiving yards, 17 rushing touchdowns in seven yards per carry on 26 games. So I want to point out the games in there. If you look at that and his efficiency at yards per carry, you're going to see that he's very efficient when he gets the ball. But even at TCU, uh, thinking about uh, Kendra Miller, even at Ole Miss, thinking about Quishon Judkins, there's always been another running back that's helped uh, Evans look fresh and look really explosive when he's on the field. Smooth is the word that I use for his tape evaluation. I think he's a very smooth runner. He attacks the hole. I think he's subtly elusive. He's a great downhill runner, and he's got good lower body strength. Now, I moved through those things quicker than I have with some of the other guys because I wanted to emphasize the holistic picture of this running back. I said he was smooth. I said he was physical. He attacks the hole. He's a downfield runner, so he builds momentum well. And he's got lower body strength, but he can make guys miss in space. My fantasy comp for him is Melvin Gordon, the way that he moves around the field. I really like that, and I really like Zach Evans coming in here as my running back three. Running back four is Sean Tucker. Now, in terms of the running backs, I think this is when you're going to hit a little bit of a teardrop, okay? So, Sean Tucker, I'm projecting to be a future running back two to three, which is 24 to 30 overall. So you could see a little bit of a drop here. These next group of guys that we're going to talk about. 
And I got to tell you, I really go back and forth on Sean Tucker. Running back four overall is definitely a bump for my summer scouting for folks who watch that video. But this is still very fluid as we work through it. 5'10", 210 pounds, running back out of Syracuse, three-star prospect coming out. I expect him to go late first round, 108 uh, to 112. All right, NFL draft projection, 20 to 50 overall. That's uh, a one that's going to be fluid based on combine testing. So I would say right now it's much closer to that 50 than it is uh, that 20 overall. But I could see Sean Tucker potentially sliding in there because these other running backs may go off the board pretty quickly. Now, Sean Tucker, he's going to be a power back. That's going to define his game. He's a powerful runner. He runs downhill and he accelerates well downhill. When he gets moving, he can scoot. He's a former track star. So although he's a big man build, he can run very fast. There's some confirmed testing going back to high school that helps emphasize that because sometimes when you're watching his tape, you don't always see it. But there are enough examples on tape to help confirm that high school testing time. Good lateral agility, reliable and pass protection, which I think is important. All right, key stats, very productive. 3,182 rushing yards for Sean Tucker, 622 receiving yards, 64 receptions. So you could see he's contributing at both levels, despite the fact that I told you by definition, you're going to feel like he's more of a power running back. 27 rushing touchdowns, 5.4 yards per carry. My fantasy comp form is Doug Martin. And I know folks might not be super excited about that, but depending on who you are, I floated this comp by a few people and some people said, Doug Martin, I, you know, that, that doesn't impress me. And other people are like, you're willing to compare him to the muscle hamster. Like that is high praise. So you're going to have to dig back a few years, but if you remember the type of production you got from Doug Martin, he was somebody who you could consistently plug into your lineup. He was a power guy, kind of worked mostly in between the tackles, but had some ability and, and put up, uh, you know, some big seasons behind that and was more of a fantasy football factor at times, which I think is absolutely a possibility here for Sean Tucker. Moving into running back five is Zach Charbonnet. This is my guy. I've been on Zach Charbonnet. I'm either going to die on this hill or I am going to be riding this hype train to glory. You got to stick around and find out. If for no other reason this draft season, you hang around, you keep watching the videos, you sub to the Patreon, you get in the Rookie Big Board Discord, you have to just see how this Zach Charbonnet thing pans out because I am all in. 6'1", 220, former four-star running back here. I have a super flex ADP projection at 202 to 206. I got to tell you, folks, if I've got a pick in the back end of the first round today, I'm willing to use that on Zach Charbonnet, okay? Because I'm excited about Zach Charbonnet. I think the NFL will confirm my suspicions here. I expect him to be a late day two selection. That's 50 to 102 overall. That's going to be really good draft capital for Zach Charbonnet here. Here's the stats. If you look at it on paper, 3,346 rushing yards for Zach Charbonnet over his career, 589 receiving yards, 75 receptions. That's a lot of receptions for a guy that gets zero credit for his pass catching ability. 39 rushing touchdowns, averaging more rushing touchdowns than games played in his career, and 5.9 yards per carry. He has great contact balance. He is subtly elusive for being 220. He's very elusive. He's very light on his feet. That helps him make defenders miss in a phone booth, uh, which if you're not familiar with that phrase, that means in tight space, right? So you're thinking he's making guys miss in between the A and B gap. He's not just doing it in open field when he's schemed into it, right? He has great bursts. He pops off the line of scrimmage. He gets that second level of the field quickly. And here's the one I want you to zone in on, pun intended, 
He's a red zone weapon. And that's huge for fantasy football purposes. I think sometimes we just let that totally slide past us. But guys who are effective and guys who are go-tos in the red zone, that's fantasy football gold, folks. How many times can a rushing touchdown save a running back's performance, even if, say, he only gets 15 carries and puts up 62 yards, right? It's not an efficient day. But you add another six points on top of that, and now you have a legitimate contributor for that week. Zach Charbonnet, I really struggled with this comp. You can see the graphic is going to be Mark Ingram, but I actually think he's a perfect combination of Mark Ingram as a runner, but also Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette is the one, and I didn't want to put it down as his comp because Fournette had really high draft capital. I don't think Zach Charbonnet is going to have that draft capital, but the way that Leonard Fournette is a really sneaky PPR threat, he's a really sneaky pass catcher, and he's also a powerful guy that can get it done at the goal line. That reminds me a lot of Zach Charbonnet, but what you'll likely get week in and week out is a little bit more Mark Ingram, right? A, a consistent running back to mid-level running back to uh, with the ability to have some bigger seasons. That's what I'm going for here with Zach Sharp, and I am a big fan of Sharp. Now, here's the forgotten running back. This guy, Tank Bigsby out of Auburn, 60208, former four-star guy here. This guy has been forgotten, and I wish I had him higher. I think he may end up being higher because I think the NFL is going to be higher on him than the Debbie community, than the fantasy football community overall. This is one of those guys where in four months, you're going to see his value totally skyrocket. But I have him in that same range, running back two to three overall. So we're talking again, just as a reminder, 24 to 30 overall at running back range. Superflex ADP projection, 202 to 206, that top end of the second round. There is a, a uh, gosh, what's the word? A, a gravitational pull, I feel like, for fantasy football uh, players to always just bunch up running backs at the top of the second round. Every single year we do it, whether we like the running back group or whether we don't, right? Like that was James Cook this past year. And it, but this year we're going to get that pull. And I think it's going to be a higher quality type running back here. Uh, so Tank Bigsby getting into him a little bit more here. I do expect him to get in day two draft capital, 2,900 rushing yards, 448 receiving yards, 62 receptions, 25 rushing touchdowns, 5.4 yards per carry uh, for Auburn. Now, he struggled at Auburn over the past two seasons, fantastic freshman year, but struggled over the last two seasons to really be consistently productive. And that's Brian Hartson, folks. That's the Auburn coaching staff. It was inefficient. It was underwhelming, uh, really failed to get any consistent quarterback play around Bigsby to open up the field. But for the fact that the opposing defenses knew what he was going to do, and he was week in and week out playing against the best opposing defenses in the country playing in the SEC West, Bigsby was really impressive on tape. You see that physical running ability, really shifty footwork, great downfield acceleration. So another player who should do very well at the combine. And again, another home run threat. He's got that big playability. It's funny, his nickname is Tank. So you think of a guy that's rolling out there being 230, 240. No, he's 208. But then you watch his tape and you see him run over an SEC linebacker that probably has 35 pounds of muscle over him. And you're like, that's it. That's where he gets the nickname Tank. It's his physical running ability here. My fantasy comp for him is Tony Pollard. I think he might end up on an offense where he's got to rotate at first, but 
if given the opportunity with volume, with consistent play, Tank Bigsby could step up and be a big fantasy football impact. Two more players are going to make the top here. And the first one of those is Chase Brown, running back out of Illinois, 5'9", 207, former three-star. I got to tell you, I watched Chase Brown live and I said, you know, I like this guy. I'm not sure he's going to get the NFL draft capital. You know, he's a productive college player, uh, but, you know, I'm going to have to wait and see until I, I get that film eval on. Bumped him way up after the film eval. Like that... Folks, I got to tell you, through my process, it's usually the film evals where I get really critical. I can get into the details. I have to be really honest about a player that I've loved live, and I got to knock him down. Not Chase Brown. I went in. I dug in. I got under, you know, uh, really, really investigating there, and I like Chase Brown. Future running back 2-3 in that same range. I do think his ADP projection is going to be lower, which creates a great point of value. Why am I projecting his value to be, or his ADP to be lower if I'm telling you I think he's going to produce at the same level? He's just not the same household name. Debbie players have been waiting years to draft Zach Charbonnet, years to draft Tank Bigsby, and they were high-valued recruits. Chase Brown is just here grinding out, producing in Illinois, and he's doing a great job with it, but he'll get a nice bump here when I think he sneaks into back end day two NFL draft capital. So again, day two is a large bucket. Day two late is a, dark, a large bucket. It's 50 to 102 overall. I think Chase Brown could end up in the mid 80s, 90s here. So just sneaking in. Patient runner. I like his vision. He waits for space to open up, but he never gets caught behind the line of scrimmage. He's powerful. He pushes over Big Ten defenders, but he matches that power with a lightness in his feet. So he's works around. He works the field. Well, he's elusive in tight space. He's a good pass catcher. I like his pass catching ability. Absolutely here. Key stats for him. 3,558 rushing yards, 521 receiving yards, 58 receptions, 18 rushing touchdowns, 5.3 yards per carry. I have to say Damian Harris, that one feels really good for what he can be for an NFL offense, what he could be for a fantasy football roster. Damian Harris is a really great value comparison here for the type of output that we can put in here with Chase Brown. All right, jumping on to the last guy we're going to cover here. And this is my last player because it's a tier break. This is the last guy I'm projecting in that running back two to three type range. So before we even get into Blake Corum, who's the last guy we're going to talk about, I just want to emphasize here, there's eight guys that I think over the next couple of years could consistently find themselves producing in the top 36 for fantasy football purposes. That's pretty significant. That's speaking well to the strength of the class. And now values will swing. Some of these guys will go up. Some of these guys will go down. Some of the guys that we're talking about on the next episode will jump into this group. A lot will happen. But as a borderline, that should get you excited about the strength of this running back class. And the running backs really are going to be the heart of this fantasy football season for rookies. And I'm very excited about it. All right, let's get into Blake Corum here. 5'8", 200, former four-star prospect. Projecting Superflex here, 205 to 208. NFL draft projection, 50 to 102. So similar range here as Tank Bigsby, similar range as Chase Brown, similar range as Zach Charbonnet. You could see that tier drop here in the way that I'm talking about these guys. Corum, decisive runner. When Corum sees a hole, he's going to hit the hole. He's going to attack the hole. All right, he's going to really be physical with it, but he's patient. He's not going to jump over it here. He's got good vision. He sees the field well, shifty movements. He's really good at working in tight space. It helps him make defenders miss without looking like he's working too hard at it. Subtle, but effective 
movements here for Blake Corum. Breakaway speed, he is a burner downfield. If you let Blake Corum get to the second level of the field, again, that home run type ability, he's going to have the ability to make you pay. All right, tenacious strength. He fights through the end of place. He's scrappy, a really solid back here for the Wolverines. Rushing yards, 2,489, 294 receiving yards, six yards per carry, 31 rushing touchdowns in just 30 games. The fantasy comp here, I feel good about this one as well, folks. Aaron Jones, that's my fantasy comp here for Blake Corum. And that is my top eight rookie running backs at this point in the NFL draft cycle. If you want to stay on top of my rankings, they move all the time, at least once per week. And even more so now that we're getting all the new evaluations coming in, you can read the full profile of all of these guys for just $3 a month, patreon.com slash rookie big board. Have a deal going right now where you can get 15% off of that. If you sign up for the annual membership, which of course you would want to, it carries you over into next year's draft season, patreon.com slash the FF educator. And as always, I appreciate you checking this out episode of the rookie big board.